This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. Let's go live. Luca Nation. We're following up what I think was an awesome episode yesterday with uh, Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk, Mr. Gary V. Thank you, Gary, for joining the show. If you guys didn't listen, go back to yesterday's episode. Or if you haven't listened, go back to episode 98. That was the first time we had Gary on. We're following it up, man. We're, um, we're There's only one way run. to do it. Only one way to do it. There's only one way, right? If you if you hit a three-run home run, next time up to the plate, the three guys in front of you better get on base. That's where you can hit a grand slam. You got to do it better, right? And there's only that one is, guess we could think of. That's right, man. And uh, you guys know we're sponsored by this company. A lot of you guys have already benefited with our monthly program where we were able to give back uh, a few grading submissions to you guys just to take care of our community. And thank you to the gentleman sitting across from me. I'm going to introduce him in a second, but first I want to give you guys an update. So we've been partnered with SGC for five months now, okay? I want to read you some some data, some stats, Cage. This is Ooh. going to be exciting. I don't know if you follow this company. Gemrate, have you yeah. seen the numbers? Yeah, and I like statistics. This is the way the hobby is going, and I think it actually makes sense. So PSA, they have the backlog, so their numbers are always going to be towards the top. But do you know who number two is, Cage? Um, number two, I so mean, coming in number two and hitting record submissions, be SGC, right? I mean, it's gotta record, be hitting record submissions every single month, 94,000 cards graded. Woo. What's amazing about that? So under that is Beckett and CSG, uh, at fourth. What's amazing about that is their turnaround times haven't suffered, right? They're getting cards back faster to people, even though they're grading more cards. And just to t- touch on that, why that matters is because we want, I think, I think I'm speaking for consumers. We want cards back in a timely manner for a fair price. And we want to be able to resell them and make money on them as well. And I think the company that we're partnered with is doing an amazing job growing their business, expanding, listening to their consumers, keeping a pulse on their market. And without further ado, I want to welcome Mr. Peter Steinberg to the Lucas Tigers and Browns Oh My Show. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been looking forward to it since last episode, and I have to say, following Gary V, we have a lot in common. We're both, you know, loud, outspoken. Except he's uh, he's smart and successful, and I'm just here trying to trying to keep SGC moving in the right direction. <laughs> if you know Gary, I mean, he talks about he never put out his first piece of content until he was 35 years old. At 27, you're running a company, and under your helm, under your tutelage, that company has grown. That company is delivering and exceeding on their timelines. I mean, I mean, we have, we have a finicky, finicky hobby. And I see a ton of positive feedback from your biggest customers and your smallest customers, which is rare to, rare to see. So talk to me. What's, you know, give us the state of the union, maybe, sure. uh, of what's been going on with SGC in the last few months. Yeah, I could tell you, man, that, that I, I think um, not to come off too competitive or too aggressive or anything like that, but I think that a lot of the competition has actually benefited a lot because the way that this thing works is in grading, 
Um, it's really on confidence. It's on trust and confidence. If they're confident that SGC is on the come up, that there's something you know coming down the pike that's that's really going to benefit the hobby, they'll likely choose us to send their cards. Um, likewise, secondary market prices are largely influenced by the trust that the the buyer kind of associates with you know the 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 grade uh, itself. Um, having said that, you know the way that it works is these announcements kind of ebb and flow. Okay, there are certain times where you'll see really myself coming out with constant updates. It's almost like I'll, I'll make three videos in a month, how we changed this, we upgraded this, and we improved this. And those are the months where we just get absolutely bombarded with submissions. And I'm more worried about actually sacrificing turnaround time to, to growing the brand a little too fast, if that makes sense. What's happening right now is SGC is actually working on some really big things. And unfortunately, the problem with those big things is I can't necessarily pull back the curtain kind of before the before the bread is baked, however you want to say it. So what, what tends to happen is right before you're kind of the loudest and you're making a big impact, unfortunately, you're the most silent. And that is on the whole really what's going on at SGC now. I can tell you I have never had kind of the SGC tentacles and in, in more things at once. Um, if you're if you're you know, looking from the outside in, wondering why SGC isn't making a move. We are making truly like in, insane moves that will have an impact, not just on grading, but I, I truly think on the hobby as a whole. I just can't say them yet. But as we as we approach the national, I think a lot of people are going to get pretty, pretty jazzed up about what we have going on. Well, the customers are making the moves, right? I mean, I, I don't know, Cage, correct me if, if I'm wrong. You look at the auctions more than I do. But on PWCC, there was these two similar Curry cards. One was a B, uh, PSA 9. One was an SGC 9. Uh, what was it? Out of 290? It was at 225. 225. Uh, rookie and, autos. And the SGC outsold the PSA. And obviously, yeah. anecdotal one uh, sale. But what I'm seeing is it's that trust. How do you – How do you, you can't quantify trust, right? But – when you see more and more uh, record sales, when you see more and more buyers on the secondary market, big buyers willing to put their trust behind a brand on the secondary market, it does show that you guys are doing something right. So I do want to make sure that you as the CEO are letting the employees know that you have a good team there, man. You have a, you have a good squad that you're building, a good culture, uh, and you guys should be proud of that. Well, listen, let's take it step by step, right? I mean, you you talked about it, Andrew. It was a great intro about the different pieces of a grading company, you know, from credibility to secondary market and the whole deal, right? And we talked about the names of the different companies. What I'll give anecdotally to, you know, to counterbalance that that Steph conversation, because it's one card, one card. You know, this is also just a one one instance. You know, I went to a trade night at that East Coast National with my son, and, you know, he sits up at the table, and there's other kids there, too, and they're trading cards, they're trading cards. And these are all kids who have just gotten into it, right? And they're trading cards and they're buying cards and they're starting to grade their own cards. They don't have PSA because they can't get a card, especially these are kids, right? This, this, they don't really have many cards that they're going to send in for $100 a card, right? Um, so they're sending them in. They're sending their grades in themselves and they're buying and trading with each other these cards. And my son and two other kids at the table were trading SGC slabs, which you didn't see the youth movement doing. But what more anecdotal, the fun part was another kid came to the table and he had uh, just traded for, with one of the dealers, a CSG slab. 
And one of the other kids is like, no, no, we don't, we don't, you know, we, we're trading SGC stuff over here. Like, you know, so what's funny about that is, and this is, you know, these are kids. So it is what it is. Maybe that's something that a parent is telling them. But number one is credibility, right? Number one is always going to be credibility, not just from secondary sales, but from a grading perspective, from the quality of your slabs to more importantly, and this is where I want Peter to kind of go into, right? Because if we're going to talk about the different grading companies that are out there and even give them, you know, a, you know, even a mention on this episode, how about the quality of your graders? You know, let's talk about that because, you know, I think, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm pretty sure you'd put SGC's grading team up against anybody. Yeah, look, there's there's only so much you could say before it becomes like bashing, you know, and that's not what I want to do. But I I I can say, sure, I'm biased. Sure, these are the people that that trained me on cards. But um, when you have an expert who's basically devoted his life to card grading, and and I I literally mean that. He's been with SGC since I believe the year either 1998 or 1999. He basically started an SGC shipping department as a card fanatic. Um, his dream was to become a card grader. He became a card grader, and he's been in our grading room for decades. Okay. Um, I don't mean to cut you off, but Cage's son, Ian, is starting Ian Authentication <laughs> Network. <laughs> in the 60s, people wanted to be baseball players. 80s, basketball players. 2000s, they grow up. They want to be YouTubers. 2020, they want to be... Card graders. We're in good hands, Luca Nation. I think, I, getting back to the question, I think um, I think I need to do a better job, honestly, guys. And the reason I say that is because my team is doing it better. And I hate to sound facetious, but honestly, I'm not bragging on be on on behalf of myself. I would well, you're allowed to do it, man. If you don't me. if you don't honk your own horn, who's going to do it for you? No one's well, sticking their hand in your car. What, Go for what, it. I'm, what I'm referring to, guys, when I say we do it better. Is not the guy on interviews or or me, you know, being behind my desk. I'm talking about what's going on basically in every room of this building right now, except my office where I'm, you know, palling around with you guys. I have I have graders in there that have been looking at these cards literally since the year 2002, 1999, 1990. I mean, these guys take such a tremendous amount of pride. And by the way, the experiences, the stories they have. I mean, these guys could name you, you know, the biggest, I guess, red flag, you know, cards out there. We'll get there. We'll get there. These guys, the bottom line is, guys, is sometimes, you know, even the fact that we're celebrating SGC's number two now, you know, sure. But I have the number one team. And that means that I'm doing something wrong in not not portraying that. And I think it is very unfortunate. I mean, it, it, it does make me almost sick when I see people talk labels and labels and label. It's like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is – we are card collectors. We're not label collectors. You know, believe me, if you saw – if you saw if you saw this side of things, guys, if you saw what it's like inside of SGC, PSA, Beckett, I can promise you what you would think. I know you'll be very impressed with the way SGC grades and handles the cards. You know what you wouldn't be impressed with? What it looks like when we have a box of labels, a big pallet, or excuse me, a big pallet of holders coming in. It's pieces of plastic. There's two sides. There's no card inside at the time. And guess what? PSA, I believe they get their, their their holders from a factory, you know, off somewhere in China. We get we happen to produce ours domestically, credit to us. But my point is, is these are just it's plastic. 
It is literally plastic that you, Cage, or you, Andrew, could go out and order. However, you know what you can't order? 22 years in this hobby, looking at every Wagner out there that SGC's ever touched. You know, the, the credibility that we've built has not been on this pizzazz, you know, kind of flash in the pan announcement about, oh, look, the, the holder, it has a glittery, it looks very cool, right? It's just, we grade, we know cards, what we feel the best. And if we give it a 10, we feel that that card is very likely going to be in gem mint condition when you receive it. And likewise, when your T206 is in a 3.5, there's a reason we chose that grade, not a three and not a four, you know, and the scaling process, the teaching process, passing that kind of tribal knowledge down from one expert to, to a developing grader is extremely tricky, but I got to be honest too. It could be frustrating from my side of the line, having a muzzle on when really I want to kind of hit the BS button on what some of these other players are doing as far as scaling as quickly as they are, because I know what it was like in 2020 when my life was not what it is today, guys. It was not easy to be the leader of SGC in 2020 because we had a backlog. But the reason we had a backlog is because the support hit us too quickly. I made a ton of mistakes in fairness. And the problem is I, I can't throw anyone into the grading room. I'm just not doing it. So even I don't care if we fall to being num the, the sixth best grading company. If the weight of the top is sacrificing the integrity of, again, what my friends, by the way, in our grading room have built, it's just not happening. I care too much about cards. I care too much about the real collectors of this industry. And I'm just not interested in taking a company public, making it go boom, and basically, you know, cashing out and saying, see you later. So the bottom line is, I tend to think that these market inefficiencies are going to fix themselves. And I apologize for screaming, by the way. It's no, funny. listen, I don't view it as screaming. I view it as you being passionate about it. It's your company. You know what That's I mean? That's exactly so, what it, I, I promise, Cage. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I promise. I'm not. Low key I'm, guy. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. No, I mean, I, I would be the same way, right? But I mean, you know, you don't want to. You know what gets me, Cage? Cage, can I interrupt you? I, I hate yeah, to. No, do please. Do. You're the guest. Please. I shouldn't be interrupting you. Go for it. You know what I have a problem with? And and now I'm venting. I'm, I'm oh. mad. And I'll, no. I'll tell you. I have a problem. When I see an auction, there's an SGC 10 Jordan rookie mm -hmm. and a PSA 10 Jordan rookie. And my company's graded Jordan rookie is centered 50-50, both left, right, and top bottom. And theirs, still meeting their gem mint, uh, uh, I guess you'd say standard, by the way. Not to say the card's misgraded at all. That's not what I'm saying. But their centering is not 50-50. The card doesn't look as nice. Because we all know not every card in every grade is created equal for any company, in fairness. But when they have the nicer Jordan rookie, you should go and pay a lot more money for their card, meaning PSA. But when our card is the nicer card and someone literally is willing to pay a Tesla more for their crappier card, that's when I look at this hobby and I say, guys, we have to correct this, man. We're I in Florida, guys. There, There's a lot of Teslas here. That's what I think, Peter is saying. I think, I think it's getting there, though, Peter. I think that, you know, this year, the last couple of months, the last six months, and I think going forward, it is more of a, an eye appeal, especially on cards that are not, you know, like uber modern where there's a million of them out there. I think that there is there is more attention being paid to the quality of the card within the slab. And I think that that's you know, the, the situation you're talking about. I think people are getting more educated about that. And I think you probably see that Tesla gap 
you know, slowly become a, a Kia soon. Not there's anything wrong with Kias. It, it definitely has cage. I mean, if you look at our prices across the board, the leaps and bounds that our team has made is, is literally something that, you know, my dream, I say to the team all the time is that we're, we're written about in like, you know, business textbooks type thing, because what we've done is it's me and my group of passionate collectors who, by the way, were not paid, you know, all six figures when we started and things like that. And we basically have taken on, uh, what was just valued to be a $4.4 billion entity and Beckett. And we're doing really well. And it's it's really great to see the progress because what it tells me is although things may move a little slower than selfishly I would like operating SGC, the the um, the come up and the the enlightenment of collectors, I think, is a very real thing. And what you said about kind of going to these shows and watching SGC cards transacted primarily even by young people is so rewarding for me because I know what it was like to be at this company in 2018 and I couldn't pay someone to just give us a shot on a prism card or or Ian traded for an Edwards prism nine five. Nice. It's it's awesome. Can we talk about that? Well, we'll get into So a few days ago, we, Got into a cage, you and I, about the PSA trimming scandal. And I do want to find out about that from someone who runs a grading company because I don't understand how a company misses that. But, I mean, you explained it a little cage and there was something there. I don't know. But I want to talk about some data first, <laughs> if that's okay. Yeah, shoot. We love the data. So, so vintage, you guys always had it. I mean, you've seen so many Honus Wagners, Babe Ruth. That was your guys' bread and butter. And even if we get into like that, I don't know if you consider a Jordan 86 Fleer vintage, but... But what I'm seeing, if you guys go to Gemrate, is, Peter, do you know what the end of this year is, is the World Cup? And then F1 is in Miami in right. maybe this weekend. Yeah. If you guys go to Gemrate, your submissions for F1 cards, modern cards, is up 63% in the month of April. And soccer, here's the kicker. When everyone else, PSA is down 25%, BGS is down 26%. And uh, CSG is down 36%. You guys got 18% more submissions for soccer when everyone else's were down. And this is modern. This I is not what I you guys did. are known for. So here's my take on that, guys. And I have one, too. Let's see if they're the same. Awesome. Awesome. Because I have to say what I was going to actually predicate my take with is that my take is not founded on any other uh, analytics that you don't have access to or any. I have the same perspective, actually, when it comes to why people are sending us the cards. Your guess is as good as mine, but here's my take. I believe that this, there's there's two things that both the soccer market and the F1 market have in common, which is that relative to baseball, to basketball, to football, they're very new markets, okay? So these brand allegiances that may live in other sports just aren't there. They basically look at the playing field and they say, well, who's operating the best when taking into account the way the card looks, the grade of the card being accurate, the secondary market price, you know, the brand recognition, uh, uh, I guess you'd say, associated with the, with the slab. Um, for that reason, I think we win over a large portion of that business because let's face it, and again, credit to the team that's working behind me right now, um, you know, they closed. We, we kept graded cards coming to the hobby for a long time long time right up until now and even today i have a receiving team that is being smacked in the face by submissions and cards coming in um dependability is what you're talking about you were there when nobody was oh man and the soccer and f1 three things price 
dependability, and secondary. Let's go through them. One, price. The cards you're talking about, Andrew, that SGC has got an increase of, they're going to be modern soccer, modern F1. Right, these are releases that have come out. They're releases that are not high-end releases. We're not talking about most likely uh, the 2020 F1 Dynasty. We're talking about the Tops Chrome stuff, the yeah. Tops Tops, and the Tops you know light, the lights out, you know all that stuff, right? And Tops Now, right? You probably have all those all over the floor. Same thing with soccer, right? Maybe it's Mosaic, maybe it's Bundesliga, maybe it's you know Tops Tops Chrome, whatever the heck that you got going out finest, right? These are all cards, right? That now two things. Number one. The price point on these things, for most of what's being graded, whether it's a Topps Now, Verstappen, Lewis combo card, which I know we've had a few come through our hands to send to you, right? Or whether it's, you know, um, a 2021 Chrome of whoever it might be, uh, you know, Verstappen or, or Lewis Hamilton, whoever it is, no one's going to be putting those cards in for $100 grading, right? So that's number one. Number two, you put them in with you guys, and you know when you get it back, that there's a secondary market for it. The soccer, and I'm going to get to three, which is dependability, which you talked about. The soccer thing is, is even better, right? Because the same factors apply. The fact that these are like, you know, these are modern cards that the price on it is not crazy, right? So these are these are cards of, you know, whether it's Kamavinga or whether it's Pedri or any of the recent rookie class that has come out, right? These are cards that no one's spending $100 to grade these cards, but they will spend $30 to grade them. They will have secondary sales on them from, from, from SGC. They know that the secondary grade is going to be more, but here's the big one. World Cup's coming, and they know if they give it to you, it's going to come out with a quality grade by a dependable grader, and you're going to get it back before the World Cup. Whereas if you send it to PSA, you're sending it off and pray it. Right. right. So that that is why I think you, you guys are seeing the uptick. I'm a little yeah, out of – right, and I'm a little out of touch as far as um, – like I have not used any of the other grading companies really at all much. So I, don't, I can't even speak to them. I, I'm just here to point to like the obvious, almost like where collectors I feel are almost being fooled, if that makes sense. <laughs> and and I, I, I just getting back to it again, yep. their card happens to be nicer for the grade, which it is a lot of the time. That, that's a thing. They should, they should win. That card should sell for more. But if our card's nicer, don't pay $150,000 more for theirs because you're buying air. You're buying... I guess the warm, fuzzy feeling that the hologram and the label. Listen, that's an educating of the consumer, right? Because right now people who have come in, especially you're talking about a Jordan card, right? People who are spending that kind of money, you know, right now an uneducated consumer buying that who hasn't been in the hobby for a really long time and doesn't know exactly what they're doing. And they're just coming in, bringing some money in and being told, okay, if you're going to put a million dollars in, go buy yourself. A, and they're told get a PSA 10 Michael Jordan. They're not told to get a loop and right. look at the corners and look at the edges and look at whether or not the SGC one is better than they're not even these. The, the reason it's you see the price discrepancies because that's not the consumer that you're looking at. And that's going to change. I'm telling you over time, it's already, we're already seeing the exactly. already, that's you know, the good part. And, and by the way, as you guys can probably tell, because I've been on the show before, I'm a little, I'm a little amped. I'm a little heated, guys, as, as some of my young kids like to say. I, it, it really, and and I blame, like I said, I just search for the word so much. It's like, who is out there that's okay with this happening? And I want to be clear. 
that it's not to say that all cards across grading companies should sell for the same money. Because if one company has great customer service and is willing to make a grade right that they got wrong, as is another, then those should be viewed as a one-to-one. -one. Meaning if you're confident in PSA's buyback policy, that's great. But if we share the same buyback policy, then I kind of scratch my head as what, to what the value difference is. So we'll get to the buyback policy in a second. Andrew's asking about the, the trimming, right? Right. The, so I don't know if you've read this stuff, but a lot of you know contenders cards got passed, you know, and got graded by PSA. And then you know you have blowout. Look, blowout's been there for a long time. The blowout detective agency, they like to call, right? Boda, right? And they, you know, these guys they know what they're doing, right? And they see the trimming, they see the stuff, right? So so one. This is where the credibility of your graders comes in, I would think, right? And if you were grading this modern stuff, you know, if you were grading these contenders, you know, your graders, you know, they might have, you know, the ability to catch the stuff. But, but if they didn't, right, if they didn't, let's talk about your policy. Because people right now are saying, oh, well, you know, PSA has a, you know, they, they got a good policy, right? You know, don't worry about it. You know, it's like an insurance. Which put it under your pillow at night and everything's great. What about, what's yours? Our buyback policy? Yeah, our... the buy yeah, if you get something wrong. Right. So if we get something wrong, we take it off of the market. Okay. Um, we don't like to use blanket statements like buy it back yep. because what's from stopping someone of basically committing fraud, getting it by us if they try hard enough, you know, whatever it, it, it takes place, let's say. And then again, you could basically make a scheme where you sold the card for 100000 and they're coming to us like this. Right. Where's 100000 Yeah. Yep. What we do is we basically fully investigate these situations and by the way you guys have a large listener ship mm -hmm. i guess you'd call it yep it wouldn't shock me if one of the people listening right now has actually been on the phone with our um basically you know our director of of, of accounts essentially is the one who handles these high level situations and what he does is he reaches out he touches base he lets you know that we hear you and we are taking it very seriously. That's step one. And the reason I could walk you through this is it's a very repeatable, you know, it's, it's not very different. There are certain, the details change about the cards and the situations, but the actual practices that we take does not change. We reach out, we let you know that we're on it, you've been heard and we're taking it seriously. From there, we do digging on our end and we usually circle back with you on questions. Where'd you buy the card? Are you the one that submitted the card? You know, was it at a show? Do you have a receipt? Things like that. From there, we always have the card sent back. Always. We will never make a decision on a picture. It's the same way. I don't believe that you could grade a card from a, a 2D image. Cards are 3D, actually, even though they're very flat. Um, so we always need to see the card to assess, basically, if we did make a mistake. Um, it's usually pretty easy to tell if we did. With the information provided, it, it, it does not take weeks and weeks and weeks of a card being in our facility to act on something like that. And we always do. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is when our graders deem the card was graded or authenticated when it should not have been, we make right with the submitter every single time. You may have seen me on a video with these Top Sun Charizard cards. Um, we got them wrong. Basically, they were, they were counterfeit. They got by our, truly one of our best guys in that room. And, um, Although he felt terrible about it, he couldn't go back in time. He got it wrong. We paid exactly what we, we basically made it right. And then some with the, with the buyers, you know, well, listen, if we're they're tough because I would so much rather a company that has to really protect its brand, especially when it's on the come up kind of harnessing like customer service and, and that kind of thing. Um, 
it's difficult because I would so much rather have this knowledge than have some document that I could just keep pointing to. Almost. Yeah. But then you don't use it. It's kind of like, it's kind of, a, I don't want to call it a bait and switch or, or I'm not saying that's going on. I'm just saying the way that we do it is basically we're, we're just, we're the authority of, of card grading. We kind yeah. of have to be fair referees. And if you don't think we're fair referees, then you've never had anything happen in our building. Because we're very fair referees. Right. So just so that we can stay on an apples-to-apples apples comparison, right? So we've talked about the different uh, – we're not going to call it buyback policy, but, the, you know, we stand by our grade policy, right? So um, give me a, uh, just a quick levels of, of your your upcharges, right? At what level do you get an upcharge of this much? At what level do you guys upcharge this much? When a card grades a 10, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you're charging somebody more for that card after the fact, Right. Yeah, so a big no. reason for up. <laughs> go sorry, ahead. Sorry, did I miss that? Did I... No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so so basically, here's 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 the way that we do it, and and I'll, I'm very revealing when I yep. speak because I don't have the ability to BS or lie, so yep. hold it against me, I guess. Shoot. But here's the deal, guys. About two years ago, we decided that it was absolutely ludicrous that we had these graders, but no modern cards. For some reason, the vintage community would would you know trusted us with their lives but the modern community didn't trust us as far as they could throw us okay so when we decided to attack that we decided to attack it head on and what we realized very quickly is that when someone is giving us the kind of card that we hope to be graded you don't grade it for free but there's no reason to on the back end if that card gets a, a nine and it's worth a little more money or a ten we're basically going to them like this and saying, look, you know, cough up the cough up the cash. All right. It's not our style. Now, I want to be clear. If you have a, a, a 33 Gaudi roof or a 34 Gaudi Gehrig or a 1955 Jackie that grades an eight, we're going to come to you like this. And I'll tell you exactly why. And I'm not ashamed of it. The alterations that primarily take place in this industry are certainly on the vintage side of things. I want to be clear, there's a lot of foul play that happens on modern, as we're seeing right now with the scandal that's come out. Mm -hmm. But the majority of these alterations happen not only on vintage, but if you think about it, if you're trying to kind of commit fraud, do you want to commit fraud for 200 bucks or do you want to commit fraud for 200,000 bucks? Depends how much time you want to spend in jail. Pretty much, pretty much. But the the bottom line is, is on on a 48 leaf roof, we have to be absolutely sure that we're doing our part, I guess, to almost not deter it from coming in in the first place, but certainly deter it from coming in seven times that month because the guy saw that we gave it a 5.5 five and he's hoping we give it a 6. Or we said it was trimmed on the left edge and he wants to just try to sneak it through again to see if you know we change our minds, that kind of thing. So I think on modern, we're much more lenient on upcharges, a.k.a. they're like, <laughs> but but on vintage we do have to protect ourselves because again as our secondary market is so so strong on that stuff we don't want to encourage people from basic we don't want to make it too easy i guess to just keep that wheel turning and just resubmit and resubmit but i got to be honest guys when it comes to that we're pretty um we're pretty solid i mean there's going to be things that every grading company faces and i also want to be clear Cage, you mentioned um, in passing before about these contenders cards yep. that, were, that were, you know, alleged to be trimmed that ended up in PSA 10s. I want to be very clear. Let's say those cards came to our building. Guys, there's a chance those would end up in SGC 10s. 
There just is. And I'm the guy who tells tells it like it is. I believe in honesty. I believe in an open line of communication between the collectors of this industry and the authority that's paid to grade these cards. And the fact is, guys, is especially on these modern cards, it is very tricky. A lot of them come fat from the factory. So if you sliver off a 64th of an inch, you can make measurements still. Things like that. And it's not to say that it's a good thing. I'm not happy to give that news, but it's real news. So I cannot give it and I can pretend like we're perfect and we catch trimming every time and there's no way to get one thing by us. Or I could say, guys, this is a really hard game that we've been tasked with kind of like playing and winning. We do everything we can. Trust me, guys. I can be sending out 2,000 more cards a day right now if I took all of my junior graders and basically made them graders graders. Yep. But I'm not doing that because we take the quality of the product ultra, ultra, you know. Well, listen, not everybody out there will love that. I'll tell you what my take is on, on the honesty there and, you know, on the, on the straight talk. It's, I mean, I love it. I mean, I think it's refreshing. I mean, you you could you had an opportunity to take to take a shot and say, "Oh man, if those things came across that, what are they doing over there? If those things came across our desk, there's no way we would have messed. It would have been like Uncle Rico. Oh man, right. coach would have coach would have put me in. I, we would have won state. I, throw, <laughs> I bet you I can throw a football, throw football over, 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 over that mountain. Exactly, right? I don't throw a football over those mountains, right? You could make yeah. promises, but ultimately, what what I think. You know what I think people like about your brand is that dependability. The fact that you 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 know you 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 say what you mean, then you do what you say, and you know you're being honest. And <laughs> sure, could you kick them while they were down and say, "Wow, how are they letting those things in there?" Sure, it'd be easy. But instead, it's almost you know it's almost empathy. It's almost you know you're saying we get it. These modern cards are not the easiest thing in the world, and the Yay. the criminals out there they know what they're doing, right? For whatever reason, I hopped on with you guys today and I was like a bulldog. I don't know why, but I'm just sometimes, guys, I got to tell you, because I'm I, I play. I really try to play very like nicely, but I see a lot of shenanigans that go on because I'm very in touch with kind of like this side of things. It's a good question. I'll get you riled up again. Right. Okay. I'm going to ask this in a specific way. Okay. Just forget about brand. Forget about this, that. Right. If I came to you with an idea and I said, Pete. I love your brand, but I want you to be number one. The next time Andrew has you on here, your gem mint, you know, numbers, I want you, you know, I want you grading 300,000 cards yeah. next month. Why don't we drop the price down on your slabs to $12 a slab? Why don't we do that? Why don't we just drop it down to 12 bucks and open up the damn floodgates? Now tell me why we can't do that. I'll tell you. It's the same reason one of the literally one of the worst days of my life was April 1st, 2021. And I will never forget that day. And that is the day that SGC tripled its price overnight and moved from $25 a card to $75 a card. And it was all my idea. Okay. It was all me. And I can tell you that on that day, okay, because it happened to fall on April Fool's Day. Awesome. So literally, Beyonce <laughs> at the time was going through Instagram and she was just saying, oh, my God. There's got to be 350 clown emojis next, oh. to this, next to this. We might have to go back to one of our episodes that week because we might have thought it was an April Fool's joke ourselves. I, I have no doubt. And I'll <laughs> tell you exactly. This grading game is is very tricky, guys. And what I find is the, the general collecting public is not as informed on what it's like on this side. You know how I could make more money 
right now, remember, I'm at $30. You know how I could make my profit loss sheet go berserk? I lowered a 10, you know, 11, $12 a card. Let's use 12. What do is it's going to mean that I get every card in the hobby. And then you're going to see my face in two months. And I'm going to say, guys, I'm really sorry. Turnaround times are no good anymore. Or, it, it's not what's best. When PSA shut down, the day that they shut down, we were watching our submission volume like hawks. And what we found is that if we didn't do something drastic to essentially put a moat around our company, we were in big, big trouble. And what we also knew, in, in all honesty, is that two new guys on the block would not have that kind of deep understanding of the space and they just let the business in. Well, they let the business in. They got backed up eight months or so and they hurt their brands because of it. So I had a bad month where everyone hated me because my price was $75 a card, but really wasn't what it was, was me saying, guys, I don't want more business than I can handle. I'm, I'm blocking a lot of cards out for now, but trust me, it'll come back. And that oh. month I spent more money than I ever had on growing the team, buying new equipment. We got a new office that month. And basically a month after that, we went live with um, Jeff Wilson and we lowered our price back down. Well, listen, right? Muhammad Ali said it, right? Says that he doesn't lose, he wins or he learns, right? So it sucks because it was a costly lesson, but it's allowing you to know what your capacity is now, be mindful of it, right? And know what you can and can't do. And I believe, and I, don't, I don't run a grading company, but I, I do see, you know, SGC's reputation in the marketplace. You know, I see it at shows. I see it on the secondary market. I see the slabs. I, I believe that the result is, you know, people know now that you've been through it and you're not going to go through it again. So you're going to make sure that you're protecting their cards. You're protecting that turnaround time. And if people know they can depend on you, right, that if they send something out this month, they're going to get it back maybe this month. But next month at the latest, they can time these things, right? They can start. It's one of the things that's been missing in the hobby for a little while here, right? It's the, the fact that you can't even buy, you know, the, the, the basketball rookie class from this year until after the season. The fact that the NFL Prism release still hasn't come out and next year's draft already happened, right? The, the fact that you used to be able to buy a rookie and, and invest on them. The World Cup, we talk about is a great example. All these things are great examples. You know, that I believe is is the key, right? And people know when they send it to you, whether you get an influx next week or next week is light or you get a, a huge order of cards, you guys have built that cushion in. You've added the, you know, the, the, the graders necessary to make sure that you can keep that turnaround time coming and even deliver it earlier. So, I mean, listen, it sucks. But, you know, it's one of those things that you probably will look back and say, all right, wow, what a bitter pill to swallow. But think of how we've come out on the other side and what we were able to learn from that experience. Oh, I, I want to be clear, too. I That was very intentional. I have no regrets about tripling price overnight. Literally none. Like, maybe that's the wrong answer. But if you understood, if the public understood running a grading company, they would say, Pete, that was a genius move. You flooded your competition and you basically paved the way to have turnaround times, with, you know, crazy numbers. I, it, I I just want to be clear that it's not something outside looking in. You say you're trying to get 3x the price per card. You want 3x the profits. No, I'm doing zero units. My, yep. my, business, is, my business is crippled. We lost yep. money that month. 
due to my decision, which I fully expected. So it, it is frustrating to see the public come out and say that's a money grab. No, that's the opposite of a money grab. No, you were shutting down without shutting down. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I want to be clear, too. I could always be better, guys. Right now, I'm looking at myself in the face and I'm saying, Pete, calm down. You're getting very red. You're screaming. They're not going to let, you know, so there's always ways when I came out and I spoke about the $75 a card, you know what happened, Cage? I made that statement. I don't think I did one speaking appearance after. Like, that's BS. Like, if you're going to come out and you're going to make a like a monumental move like that, you might want to come out and make sure everyone is on the same page as far as what you're trying to achieve. Correct. And that's a failure of mine. Make no mistake. Well, I mean, for no reason, no other reason than you, you're trying to build up brand loyalty, right? And I'll tell you, you, know, you want people who, the people who message us and didn't agree with SGC and then got five free submissions or three three submissions and they say, all right, Andrew, now I'm sending cards to you this month so that you can, you know, you can go and, and do the group sub for us mm-hmm. and I want to do that. I'll send you cards every every month. But, right. you know, then when you shut the, the faucet off, they're like, wait, 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 what do you mean? Like, I had a plan. I was sending these right. cards in every month, you know? So, yes, you need to come out and explain to people why you're doing it and why it will be better for them in the long run when you turn the faucets back on and you can you can have a dependable turnaround time at a price that they're willing to pay. Definitely. And like I said, Cage, every um... – I, I look at it and maybe I put almost like too much on, on me, who's kind of de facto become the face of the organization just from speaking and things like that. It is on me to give these guys the credit. These guys, I mean, are unreal. I mean, I have Taylor and Jim, I have the most incredible, you know, there's a group called Women of the Hobby. Do you know how amazing our women are when it comes to cards, all things the hot? I mean, they are experts. Like, they are they are the individuals who are deciding what your you know T two O five variation is like. They are absolute experts at the craft. So I think what it is, guys, is the reason that Pete came on today and he's sweating and he's yelling is because I'm ready, man. I'm ready to truly take this brand to new heights. It's really fun to be number two, but as far as I'm concerned, we're a few really a few years of scaling away from making a real play here. Uh, by the way, we're working on big, 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 big thing, which is really <laughs> you I have one more question. No, I can't wait. We, we, Cage, you know, we always talked about that Eiffel Tower chart or, you know, the, you know, PFU chart, you're being nice. down or Jaggedy chart. I mean, you guys that go to Gemrate. You had, Peter, you had 81,000 <laughs> cards graded in the month of January. Yeah. 94,000 graded in the month of April. It's the tortoise versus the hare. We, we, we live in a business climate where it's like now, 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 fast, 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 first to market. I don't care. I need to make my money. Business isn't that flashy. It's a lot of just doing the right thing every single day. And over time, you have that slightly to the right chart, right? But without all the peaks and valleys and headaches and close down, open up. So you guys are doing the right thing. I want to ask you one last thing. You know, why should someone sub with SGC? Not all the things against anyone else. You know, I mean, there's a million things I could say about these grading companies. They tick me off. But why should someone grade with SGC? And I think there's a variety of reasons, but I want to give you the platform uh, to share. Sure. I mean, I'll try to um, I'll almost try to, like, take it slow so nothing's missed. The first thing is if something goes wrong with your submission and we are humans and, and things can go wrong. 
Um, you don't lose because of it. We lose. So just you're protected from day one. Second, what I would argue is probably the most important part of the entire process is that if your card comes back an 8.5 and it's a modern card, there's a reason we weren't even able to put it in a nine for you because it's not mint and we could, we could, we could give higher grades. So you send us more cards, but if your card's not mint, we can't say it's mint. That's not what we're paid to do. So my point is, is rather than you kind of feeling like, um, almost like you're playing roulette as far as the grade that you'll receive, if it's what you think it'll be this time, or are they super loose or are they super tight? It's just SGC, man. That's the way we grade. That's the way our graders are trained. We have a scale. We stick to that scale. It's it's actually very easy, I think, to kind of understand. Um, but again, another thing we have to do better, explain it, help people increase their gem rate, their success with SGC. But my point is, is once you nail it, you will be able to guess your results. I have to think as well as with any company in this hobby based on our consistency. Consistency. Second, if your card is autographed and when you pull that card out of the pack, you're pumped rather than kind of upset because the marker that he used smeared or ran totally off the card. We're giving you an auto grade free of charge. And the reason we're doing that, by the way, everyone in the industry should be auto grading free of charge because it is it's very easy. Cage, you could be an auto grader. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to say it, guys. But I mean, you know, this, there's not this, much I can do, but yes. This, this, is, this is called honesty, like it or hate it. Um, we auto grade for free. Okay. And the reason we do that is because we believe if your autograph presents very nicely and is one that the hobby will kind of mutually agree is a, it, it gets the check mark. We don't see why we can't put that check mark of an auto grade 10 on your label. Okay. From there, there's the secondary market price, which I think is definitely on. It's kind of really twofold. It's almost like this. Imagine you're watching a horse race and there's a horse that comes out of the gate and takes a super large early lead. But then there's, there's something about horse number three, where in that third lap, it just picks up steam and all of a sudden it gains on number two. And it's showing this veracity and this drive to win the race and it just won't let up no matter how far ahead number one got out from the start. It might be a good bet to say horse number two, even if they don't win, they're working really hard to do something here. I'm, I like they're gonna close the gap. Exactly. It's that guys, we've already made such progress. We're listening to me talking about these Jordans. Does it make sense to any viewers that an uglier card sells for a Mercedes Benz more than a, a, a lousier card? Sorry, if you feel that way, we will just, uh, I'll shake your hand and agree to disagree. But that's my, that's my thinking. So I think what I'm trying to say is that SGC is a financial investment. I could kind of see why that's attractive. Um, getting the grade that you want, getting the turnaround time that I think everyone deserves um, and paying a fair price, which is basically a price that I essentially am charging so that I can give my hardworking employees raises and expand and maintain the service and the customer service. But by no means am I taking advantage. I don't know. So I, I, I truly feel like we're checking the boxes. And if I didn't, by the way, sometimes I walk into work and I feel like we're not checking this box. That's when I call in this individual and I call in this individual and I have a big talk, a deep conversation about what we need to do to check this box because we're looking to be a great company and a great company, they check every box, you know? So believe me, I, I come off when I'm doing an update, 
I'm, you know, happy and friendly, and real nice. But some of my high level people will tell you I could be a real almost bulldog of a boss because I take our, our customer satisfaction unbelievably seriously. It affects me almost physically when I feel that we've done wrong. Well, listen, now that you've yelled at your customers for almost 50 minutes, I'm going to ask you three questions and we can let Andrew take us home after that. Important ones. Getting to know the man, right? Because we put him out there, right? I mean, and you know, Peter, I love you. I think you should go on a million podcasts. I think you're a great interview. I think, you know, every time you do it, you know, people who, who give you a real listen and, you know, watch you have to realize that you're just, you're just trying to do your best, right? And you're trying to do your best for your brand. You know, you're trying to talk your people up. Um, and you know, they make it easy for you because, you know, you believe you have the best team in the world and, you know, they've never done anything to really make you think any otherwise. So, you know, some fun stuff and they'll get progressively hard. There are right answers, but some people might be able to disagree on what the right answers are, but here we go. Let's get to know the man behind the black label. Here we go. The tuxedo. We're going to take tuxedo off. Number one, if you're going to have a peanut butter sandwich, is it going to be creamy or chunky? Crunchy? All right, he's got the crunchy peanut butter. First, you're one for one, and that's easy. Anybody out there who is a creamy peanut butter person, you have to message me, and I have to beat you over the head with a hammer. No, we have to talk it through, and you tell me why, creamy. Number two, you can go to a concert next week through the magic that I like to call Andrew Goldbergism. <laughs> I'll make it happen. Just, Andrew Goldberg can make it happen. You can only see one, right? They're both there. I'm going to magically transport you through Andrew Goldberg magic front row. Do you go and see Biggie or do you go and see Tupac? Oof, I, this is not my genre. That's not, that's not, that's not this, his era. This is not my genre. In okay, so do you, do you, do you, yeah, yeah. Thank In you, yes. Goldberg. <laughs> Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can go see that. All right, I'll Carrie let you. Underwood or Taylor I'll give, it, I'll I'll give you a pass. That. You can go a pass on too. But good job, Goldberg. Yeah. I like it when I'm not the idiot. So no, and, I came so, on here. I came on here and I told myself, Pete, just provide just value. Be serious value. Listen, That's this, this value in that. I'm so happy that we covered this. That's segment. it. This now is the I important like part. But we did 50 minutes. We have to have some. Have a little bit of fun for people who stuck with us for doing Last question, right? Because I think you've you've graded quite a few of these cards, and the Pokemon stuff's coming down down the pike. This is an important one, right? So, in in the Marvel Civil War, you can only be on one team. Are you on Iron Man's team or Captain America's team? Again, I'm. This is out this of my, poor guy out of my realm. I'll Tell go, me what's the right I'll answer. Go. I'll go Iron Man. Oh, Ian says Iron Man. You get the thumbs up. Ian says Iron Man is the way to go. He's got cool weapons. He's got all kinds of cool trinkets and whatnot. But we got, you know, his team is better. Who's on his team that's better? Spider-Man? That's one. Black Panther? No, he's not on that team. He's on the other team. Oh, man, you might be wrong on this one. Peter, I appreciate you being a good sport. I'll let Andrew take you home. You know, I just wanted to put a little levity in there because, you know, you know your, your face is really red. I'm, I'm, I'm good. He wants to win. Believe me. What I want, what I wish I could do is walk every customer through this office and point to my board and say, so here's what we're working on. These two things are definite. This is a maybe. Here's the Hail Mary that we're going for. We'll see if it works out. There's just a lot of good things happening um, from SGC guys. And I think, um, I think it's, I, I, I'm happy to say that, that at this point I do feel comfortable saying, I didn't want to say it prematurely. But I mean, if we're not, 
if we are not considered the number two grading company right now, I think it will be very hard to be considered the number two grading company um, with what this team has put together. And I just look at it and I want everyone to know that there is not a hard, harder working team to make an impact on this hobby uh, than the SGC group of group of individuals that we have here. And by the way, you will be learning a lot more about all of these great people besides just myself, because I'm tired and I'm, I'm ready to oh. shine the spotlight on my head grader, who's Good. who's basically the horse that's carried this team, you know, when I was in, in third grade, let alone you know, right now. So love it. Um, I'm just going to. Next time Andrew drops cards off, he's going to bring you a big ECD. It's just going to happen. You have no choice. He's going to have nothing to play at home. Lucanation. I mean, I want to give you guys some love. You know, we try to keep it original, keep it fresh, keep it some jokes, some seriousness, a little bit of competition. But we want to bring you guys different guests. And none of these episodes are scripted at all. We come in, we discuss, we riff. Peanut butter. Um, Peanut butter in sync. <laughs> We're glad to support a company like you guys, man. Um, business is tough. Business is competitive. But what I took out of this is you're unwilling to be unscrupulous in the name of profits. And that might result in more steady growth, which is just called business growth, than these ups and downs. And I think over time, if you're able to stay consistent, it's a tortoise versus the hare. You know? Tortoise wins the race. Be consistent. Keep doing the right thing. You have a loyal fan base. People love you. People support you guys. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, look, we love them more. <laughs> their support, their support keeps us doing what we love, which is to be here. You guys are, you know, you hit the nail on the head. This is definitely a marathon rather than a sprint. And I'm just very fortunate to be in this position at such a young age so I could kind of hopefully be here for, for the journey. But I look back at where we were two years ago, and um, it's really kind of a pinch me scenario with what we've been able to accomplish without sacrificing who we are and how we do things. And it's a credit um, really to the hobby. And, and I'm, I'm pumped, guys. I'm looking forward to what comes next. Peace. Thanks, Love you, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.